Well, we got some news to go over here right on time, right on time. They did it just for us, the timing here. Uh, oh, but you're tuned in to windailysports.com. Targets and touches. We're going to go over some of the players for week one. Now, usually when we go through this in a normal week, we're going to have some type of information to base this off of. And we'll take a look at the top targets, whether or not that they're going to be able to carry over into the next week. But right now, it's going to be a little bit of us just predicting what the targets could look like and who could get a potential big time target share but first what we have to start off with on targets and touches here at windailysports.com all sponsored by the sharp app you can sign up there and when you sign up on the sharp app you can get a month free of gold membership for windailysports.com so definitely take advantage of that for the first month of the nfl season but latavius murray he was just let go by the saints apparently according to adam schefter latavius murray uh, was asked to take a pay cut. He said, hell nah, I'm coming off career numbers, buddy. And uh, they said, well, you're done. You're out of here. Uh, so now, first of all, what does that do? Because Latavius Murray is a little bit of speculation and guessing, but at least we have the concrete of we know what the backfield for the Saints is. How are we taking a look now at the backfield for New Orleans? I mean, I guess it, it can't move Alvin Kamara up anymore. And it already, I mean, he's already a top back, and I don't think this changes his numbers at all, really. No, I, I really don't. I think New Orleans knows how to how to get the most out of Alvin Kamara, and they've proven that over the years. They don't they don't want to run a guy like that into the ground. It, they're, he they're planning on him being there for your, for you know years to come. Uh, so this just gives a solid bump. Apparently, they like Tony Jones Jr., which you know they they talked about how they liked him, but I didn't realize that. I didn't realize they liked him to an extent that where they were willing to to cut Lat Murray if he didn't if he didn't take a pay cut. Yeah, it's one thing to like a guy, but I mean to have this much confidence, especially now you're you're replacing a dude that had career numbers. Like Latavius Murray had a really good year last year, and of course it's going to be capped because he's a backup running back. But in terms of just the efficiency and the production that he was able to have with the touches that he had was really good. And I thought the Saints could have really used him because Alvin Kamara, I imagine. Needs to be used more in the passing game. And that's a role I like. I wouldn't be surprised to see like Alvin Kamara lined out wide because bleep and need it. You know, they mm -hmm. have nobody. So I just, I find this really odd. I find it also to be kind of scummy to do this right before the season. And now you go, oh, take a pig cut, even though you had yeah. career numbers. And then yeah, it's, uh, oh, you're not going to do it. Okay. So we're just going to let you go. Whatever. The yeah. Saints, Saints suck. Uh, so now the next question becomes like, how interested are you in whatever potential landing spot that Latavius Murray has? I know we have to build in the context of wherever he lands, but mm -hmm. it's certainly something I'm absolutely keeping my eyes on. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of teams and I know we, you know, my, my first thing was, I, I don't trust the, the, the knee of Sony Michelle. So he, he could end up on the Rams also and that, that he's a better offer, runner than Tony Michelle at this point right yes do, and do he, we both believe that okay yeah and he doesn't have that that knee condition that's my concern with Michelle you know he looks he looks fine but he's he was like you know the early stages of Todd Gurley's knee kind of starting to starting to cause him issues I can kind of see him wear down similar to that down through the year there's actually and I was just kind of I was just kind of thinking about it um and I, I know Folks like Miles Gaskin, you know, a, a lot down in Miami. But if they had a big back like Lat Murray in that Miami running game, I think Miami I, could use because I know Miles like Gaskin. That. There are some some people that really 
I've fallen in love with him. I don't think his his traits exactly match up with you know what we're talking him as. I think I just like him because he, we know he's he's carved out a role there, but yeah. there it's certainly a a spot and and that spot in particular Miami that you can upgrade on. And I think you yeah. could upgrade to a good runner in Latavius Murray and have a legitimate good running back. You know, Miles Gaskin's a good gadget back. He can do a lot of things and he can be on the field almost at all times because he can catch. He's a solid runner. But Latavius Murray would be an upgrade in terms of, you know, rushing out of the backfield. Absolutely. And Miami would be a good potential landing spot. Uh, there's there's a few others I, I think that would go well. But I'm I'm interested. You know, maybe I'm, I'm he he's maybe he still doesn't get an RB one role, but we're not drafting him still as an RB one. We're drafting him, you know, as a as a guy who's who's gonna be a backup yep. in this league. So yep. even if you if you have drafted Latavius Murray and you're thinking, oh no, because I have. So if you're thinking, oh no, like uh, all of the value or anything good that I saw in Murray's situation is gone, you know, Murray's done. I don't necessarily think so. This might actually be a little bit more of a positive for Latavius Murray than it is for like the Saints offense. I think this could end up being a good thing for Lat Murray and especially his fantasy value. I think so too. Um, that yeah, definitely do not do not cut Murray yet because one Wait, thing that is yeah. one thing that is guaranteed to happen in week one, somebody is going to get injured. He's going to get that contract that he wants with somebody and get himself a role. He's too he he's too good of a back. It's it's not like he's fallen apart. He's been durable. He's he has had fantastic uh, appearances when he's been given the primary role in New Orleans, or even when yep. he's still doing the split share with Kamara. So he's still a very capable back. So. Hold on to him. Something is going to happen. He's going to get signed with somebody within the next week or so. There is, there's just no way. Oh, it could, it could happen very, it could happen before the season starts, to be honest with you, just so they can get him in. He's not going to play week one. I'll say this. Wherever he goes, he's not playing week one. That's what, that's the sort of the scummy part about all of this, which I will not let that go. The scummy part about this is like with COVID protocol still and the fact that, you know, he has to go in, he has to test negative, he has to go through the process as the team's getting ready for their week one games, now has to bring in a running back. You know, it's, it's now a process that's just, man, you just put this guy in. A horrible position. Yeah, like, after you, I, I don't like that. At after all. you, after you trim down to the fifty-three man roster, that's exactly that's, that's yes. pretty. That's pretty garbage because it, it. If you didn't like that contract before the fifty-three man cut, cut them then so you can have your opportunity. But to screw them over literally a couple of days before the season starts, I'm. I hate it. I absolutely yeah, hate I, it. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go over some targets and touches here. So we're looking at players that could potentially, you know, get a, a high target share, high touches, and probably players that you should be looking at for DFS because we like volume here on Win Daily Sports. By the way, sign up WinDailySports.com. NFL 2021 is the promo code. If you use that, $100 off a six month gold membership. So a $299 value all the way down to $199 for the season if you use the promo code NFL2021 when you sign up. And my guy here, start one for Flex, Gus Edwards, Josh Jacobs, Raheem Mostert, Tyler Lockett. Uh, Gus Edwards to me. It's either Gus or Raheem Mostert. Right. Raheem Mostert, why he goes low, you know, is because that potential for injury. But when when he's playing... Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be And good. that's I, and that's what I'm thinking. If you're going to use him, use him early before something gets tweaked because he can do it. You know, he can sit there on eight carries and get you, you know, freaking 100 and 
15 yards and two touchdowns just right, because well, of how freaking fast he is. Good, good old Detroit. Uh, that, that, yeah, yeah, that doesn't that scare very me. Good. Yeah, that no, does not, not no. scare me at all. So, um, yeah, it'd be it'd either be Gus Bus or Raheem Mostert for me. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with uh, – I'd probably go with Gus Edwards just because I really want to see – I guess I want to test how much – targets speaking of targets and touches he's going to get now that you know I, I know that there's another running back behind him but you know justice hill who was the third guy moved up to the second spot he's now out for the season it is looking like it's just going to be a lot of gus edwards and a heavy dosage of him so gus edwards i i like i think i'm just going to take my chance on that much that's, that many targets that's fair uh, but uh, raheem uh, but raheem yeah. Mostert, like i think it is between those two not Jacobs, not Lockett. It's whether I never you. Want, I don't want Lockett in in a flex no, spot. I, no, he. No. We've talked about that. He's his boom bust. I love the guy in best ball. I love the guy in DFS. But I just, I never, I'm never comfortable with him in seasonal. So. Com completely agree. Uh, you're welcome uh, over there, and you can ask us questions mm -hmm. here on the show. And also, yes. if you sign up for a gold membership, you can go to the Discord chat, and they'll be asking questions as well, and they'll be answering questions as well for you, our DFS gurus in the chat. So uh, we'll go to you know targets and touches now, uh, trying to predict this a little bit because we have no numbers, and next week it'll be easier. We can base it off of, okay, who had a high target here, who had a high snap count, and can we trust that for the next week? So yep. I think I want to start with Gus Edwards because now – I mean, it's very clearly he's the top back there, not only the top back, like he's the only guy there. Uh, yeah. I know that there's another running back that people are trying to hype up, but let's be honest, man. Gus Edwards is the guy. Like how much, how many yeah. targets, touches are we expecting from Gus? Um, that, that is, you know, that's the million dollar question. I, it is. Oh, it's a, and it's a tough one. I mean, it's legitimately a million dollar question because I mean, if you if you're if you're running him in your your DraftKings lineups and he gets you know north of twenty touches, I I mean honestly, I don't I don't think eighteen to twenty in that in that particular type of game environment with with the Ravens is out of the question with a with a few targets. It's um which which game? What time do they play? What time does Baltimore play? I will look that up um, because I think they actually, I think they're actually a night game. If I'm right. looking, if I'm looking correctly. So I don't I think, think it really... are they the Monday night game. Let me check that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't think we're going to have to worry about them. Cause I didn't see them in my initial rankings. Cause I was doing, uh, gym, yes. I was doing kind of defensive breakdowns. So, so yeah. So, D, so DFS, we're not going to worry about this now for your season long, but no DFS because they are going to be in the showdown uh, with the Raiders on Monday night. He's going to be the highest owned captain by far, which is why I actually really like Gus Edwards in that yep. situation too. Yeah, I mean, going yeah. up against the Raiders, hey, 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 that seems mm -hmm. pretty good to me. So uh, now, I guess who are some other guys here? Because it's really tough that we're we're pretty much predicting, guessing target share instead of going based off of information. So if you were to at least say predict, okay, I know this guy is going to get a bunch of targets and I'm I'm targeting him in DFS for that reason. Who would that be? I'm honestly going to say a guy like Deontay Johnson because I even think that he kind of misses out on Tredavious I'm White there. a little bit yep. in Buffalo. And I think Johnson's just going to get peppered with targets. Yeah, and he was top five in the tar he was top five in targets per game last year. Yeah. And there's no reason to think that's not going to continue. They were using them in the same way. They were actually extending extending the ball down the field a little bit further uh, during the postseason. So, and what do um, we expect out of the Steelers' defense? Because we we may even predict Buffalo to put up some points here, and Pittsburgh mm -hmm. may have 
to play from behind. And I mean, we could see a ton of targets for Johnson. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the Steelers have a, a decent defense, but they're not, you know, they're, I'm, I'm worried about teams like, like the Rams, like uh, the Niners teams, like, um, at like Green Bay secondary when it comes to the passing game, Baltimore secondary when it comes to the passing game and things like that. I'm not, I'm not terribly, I'm, I'm worried a little bit about that, uh, about, about that pass rush, but I mean, they can, they, uh, you know, Josh Allen can get around that. So yeah. I, I think there's going to be plenty of points to be had there. That, that aggressive style of heavy blitz, just if, if that is schemed correctly, mobile quarterbacks can just shred that apart. Um, so yeah, they can, they can score plenty of points and then Roethlisberger is going to have to throw the ball. So I, I, Deontay's a, Deontay's a good first selection. Yeah. I like Deontay a lot in that game. I think they're going to need to throw. And as we know, the more Ben Roethlisberger drops back means more targets for Deontay Johnson. Uh, I have him a ton in season long leagues and I may even be looking at him in DFS as well. Uh, so Jacksonville. I, I want to at least go there because James Robinson. He, he was yeah. it, it, this this defense is bad in Houston, so there's there's some things that we're going to try. Is is he on the? Oh, look at that. We didn't even plan that. Look at me. I actually know what I'm talking about a little bit here. Look at that, guys. But James Robinson, like it's not even the targets, but the fact that he's going up against such a bad defense. Like, are we looking at a potential you know big day here from James Robinson? Yes. <laughs> oh yes. That that is. It's a bad defense. It's a bad offense. They're going to get ahead if they if they get ahead. They're not going to sit there and and have their rookie quarterback throwing it forty times a game if they don't need to. They they want to get him in there, get him get him game reps, get him comfortable, and they don't want to risk dropping him back into the pocket when when they don't need to in his first game of the season. So if they get up to a big lead and it you know Tyrod doesn't throw too many turnovers, so I'm not expecting it to be. Um, them getting up, you know, 21, nothing early, early, they're going to get plenty of work, but it's just that Houston offense does not have the firepower to get anywhere. I love Tyrod. I, I love the guy, Virginia tech, uh, college quarterback. He's one of the best that ever played there, but I'm also realistic. He's not, he is a backup quarterback, uh, backup plus, I guess you can call him that. So I don't, I don't think Jacksonville's going to have a problem. And I think the majority of the second half, it's going to be Robinson running the ball. Yeah, I think so too. And James Robinson, you know, it's he's now the third down back. Like he's he's everything there because not like yep. you know backing up Carlos Hyde is a third down back or anything. Like it's it's Robinson's going to have to take that workload because yep. they just don't have any other options. Yep. And, and Robinson and now, still gets four or five targets a game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I I think he's he's in a tremendous spot here. Now the one I'm gonna. I'm going to make this a little bit difficult for you. You're the expert. You know, I got to do okay. that here. Oh, yeah, let's do it. I got to give you the tough questions. How do you expect early on the targets to be spread around in Cincinnati? And I ask this because they're, it's a potential favorable matchup against Minnesota. That's a one of the worst secondaries of the season last year. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't really gotten any better. They addressed it a little bit, but not enough for me to think that it's going to improve so much that all of a sudden it's a stay away spot. You're still attacking Minnesota secondary, but just how do you think the target targets are kind of spread out between the three? Cause there are a lot of targets that could be had, but three guys that are going to demand them in Jamar chase T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I honestly, I think it's, uh, I think it'll end up being, um, 
Tyler Boyd because I think they're gonna that offensive line isn't that good, and we've talked about it over the over the previous weeks. He, he they're they're gonna want to get Burrow comfortable and get him used to having guys falling around him, having the pocket collapse, moving around. They're gonna want to have quick routes, and I think that facilitates a guy like Boyd out of the slot a lot more than it does yeah. these these guys that are going to get down the field on the outside uh, and just it takes too much time for those routes to develop so I think at least in this first game it's going to be Boyd and then it's going to be Higgins and then I, I think Chase Chase will get a handful of targets I believe but I think they're gonna they're gonna keep it pretty vanilla for him just to kind of get his confidence going because he did have yeah. a rough preseason yeah. so he I, could I, use I Boyd is almost a safety net uh to start yeah. the season, you know. Yeah, and that that's the way. And don't don't forget about Mixon. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, and yes, he, he can. When he is healthy, they're not shy from giving him twenty plus touches a game, or 20, yeah. 20 plus rushes plus passing targets in a game. Is he's had some health issues, but I I do think that this is finally going to be Mixon's like full on breakout year. You know, that's good. Was, I've been drafting him, baby. I got uh, him yeah, had a couple drafts last them. night, and I had Mixon in both yep. of them. I just he, that's just how it happened. It's not like I'm yep. targeting Mixon that much, but like when at, when the were, spot's available and it's there, I do like Mixon. Were you early in the draft position? Were you like top six? Yes, it, it happened okay. both. Where I was top See, six, I was I was fifth. Uh, I was like third in one and and seventh in the other. You know, when seventh was in a twelve team, so about middle, a little bit lower. But okay, so I found. See, I've been on the exact opposite for my seasonal drafts this year. I've been in the back half, like eight, nine, ten. Yeah. So when it when it comes around, I'm usually not in a position to be able to get mixing when I want to. A lot of times, yes. I, I'm, I'm targeting I'm targeting the wide receiver value that's sitting around those spots. So I just haven't. I've been wanting to get mixing, but I just. I'm not willing to pay um, early second round value for him. Yeah. And so we are going through the targets to touches for today, all sponsored by the Sharp app, you know, players that we're predicting going to get big target shares and trying to kind of decipher a little bit what the offense could look like, like in Cincinnati, who was going to get those target shares. Uh, WindailySports.com, sign up for gold membership right now over there at Windaily Sports. Also, hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Uh, how do you, because drafts are still going on. I know there are people finishing up kind of the last few drafts for the season. How do you balance exactly what you were talking about there in, I love a player a lot, but sometimes I'm in a spot where I would be maybe reaching too far because there is a, a good balance of, okay, I could take this guy a little bit earlier than I want because I think he's that much of a breakout and okay, but there's somebody sitting there that I know is really good. And yes, I like this player a lot, but, you know, man, I, I just can't reach for him when that guy's, you know, the, how do you kind of balance that? Because to me, you know, I've run into that, especially when I was in that, that third spot, I ran into that a few times where I was like, I love somebody here, but man, I, I just can't reach for him because there are a few other options that I just see a little bit above them. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, if you're not getting, uh, if you're not playing in enough seasonal drafts to kind of get into all of those positions, I mean, you don't even you want to mix up your player pool a little bit if you're playing volume, even if you do end up getting the same kind of core group of guys, mixing it back and forth. I mean, maybe take a chance or two and reach around early if you really want to get just get a share of a guy. It's it's okay because I mean, when you're talking about the first, you know, one, two, three rounds, 
you're talking about high talent guys. I mean, you're going to have busts in every round, but uh, apart from like your top three, you know, your, your Christian McCaffrey, your Dalvin cook, your Derek Henry, um, you're not, you're not really falling off too much. Um, right. especially when it, that, that middle range of running backs is going to be pretty similar when it all comes out in the wash. So if you want to reach a little bit that, that that's fine, but I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to take a guy a, a full round early just because I like him. If I know that right. I like the value that's already there more, like I'll take a Justin Jefferson over, over Joe Mixon, because usually I'm setting myself right. up. And I got I into have... that spot where I wanted, I love Terry McLaurin, but Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. was there, you know, and I haven't been getting Justin Jefferson a lot just because I haven't been in the spot. So I was in a different draft position. And then all of a sudden I realized, man, I can't get the, you know, the guys I've been falling in love with like CD lamb and Terry McLaurin because you know, Justin Jefferson is right there. So it is a, it is a big balancing act. And usually just know this: your draft position does, in a way, dictate how you're going to draft and where you're, who you're going to get. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it dictates it a lot. You're still getting good players, but it's just you, you you're you're getting them in different spots. So it's just a little mm-hmm. bit tougher to balance that act of. I love these guys. They're going to break out too. Okay, well, Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson's on the board though. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. I just wanted to ask you that because I ran into that a few times, and it's certainly a, yeah. an interesting spot in the draft to be in. Uh, we got a question from my guy Ivan. We guys be confident in Najee, Eckler, and Sanders being your main three running backs? Yes, I love that. Uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. I have. Yep, yeah, we're good. It, it's if you're talking two running backs and a flex you've got three guys that could potentially be RB ones at the end of the season. I don't feel bad at all with that. No. Yeah. And, and like Najee Harris is the one that, okay, what if he doesn't pan out as a rookie and Pittsburgh's offense, still isn't great. but he looks, yeah, he looks good. And you have Eckler there. So you don't need yep. Najee Harris to be, I think where, you know, we as fantasy experts get a little bit kind of weary about it is if you're drafting Najee Harris as your number one running back, you're not doing that. Your number, that's your number two guy. You know, there's sure mm-hmm. still a little bit of risk involved, but even if he doesn't pan out to be, you know, that RB one and he doesn't work out on the potential, it's fine. He's your number two. Like I still think he's going to be, let's just say, around Chris Carson numbers. He's going to mm-hmm. be around, you know, David Montgomery numbers, even if it doesn't work out, you know, where he's being drafted. So yeah, I, Harris is your number two running back. It just that makes things so much better with Eckler there, and now you can kind of do the, you know, kind of low risk, high reward because the low risk is basically the floor for Harris is you know, with Chris Carson, David Montgomery, which mm-hmm. I'm taking every time as an RB2. Yep, yep, perfectly. You said it, said it, couldn't said it better myself. That's oh, good. look at the, am I the expert now? Should you be the host and I'm going to flip expert? it out. I could do it, hey, I could do this. What are you doing, Wind Daily Sports? Join us at the Sharp app. You get a month free of <laughs> yeah, Wind Daily Gold. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go, we're look flipping it up. Just swap it over. <laughs> Gosh, well, yeah, well done, man. I'm proud of you. Uh, So I guess now let's go because we can always go with the targets of you know who's going to get the most who are you actually concerned about heading into week one that they may not potentially get the targets that they did last season or you just you know predicting in this season yeah there's going to be a drop in usage in production you know where do you see that especially here coming up in in week one and i guess a team that i'm at least going to throw out there just nominate it uh, and just kind of you know jog the memory or kind of just t- toss something out. Tennessee, like, mm-hmm. is AJ Brown who already wasn't getting a ton of targets? You know, does that does that drop enough? You know that is it's going to be a problem. But I love AJ Brown. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, I'm, where is that spot where you go? Okay, the targets might drop here. I, I uh, 
honestly, I, I'd, I'm going to have to go with somebody. Well, it was going to be somebody like Adam Thielen, but now with the Irv Smith information, I'm actually it, on. The, yeah. I'm actually I've completely gone 180 on Adam Thielen. I have too. Um, mm-hmm. I, for running back, I have a little bit of concern with Chris Carson, just a touch. Not not like not like too much. With that Seattle backfield just got crowded all of a sudden. Um, so they've got, I think they've got five running backs on the roster right now. And I think they're keeping, keeping all of them, Mm -hmm. all all of them. They're not, they're not cutting any of them. So you got Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, you got Travis, Travis Homer. I can't remember DJ Collins. I know Alex or DJ Dallas and then Alex Collins Mm -hmm. are all there. And you know, Carson does have a tendency to cough up the ball and, if he does that early, I might have a little bit of concern with with him getting kind of set on the sidelines. Uh, so he's somebody that I've been kind of looking at as far as being a little bit concerned about his touches, but I want to see it in week one and just kind of see what's going on. I'm still going to be putting him in my lineups this week. I'm not mm-hmm. not concerned. It's just something that I'm thinking about. Uh, and then the Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams situation. I'm not really sure how that's going to pan out yet, what that split's going to be. For the most um, part, I've been staying away from – I've been staying away from three backfields. It's been the Denver backfield, mm-hmm. uh, maybe four. But I'm staying away from Houston just because they're a bad team. Yeah. But I'm staying away from Denver. I'm staying away from the Jets, and I'm yeah. staying away from New England. I'm not guessing. You know, it lay, uh, we'll figure out – and you can get Ty Johnson, you know, in free agency if he is the guy or what. You know, I just I'm not guessing. I'm not doing it. Uh, and I've been finding myself really stacking up on a bunch of wide receivers because after about you draft three or four running backs, there's just no use because you're guessing and you're probably wasting a roster spot on a lot of these guys. Just wait mm-hmm. till it kind of plays itself out and you know try and be the one that's keeping your eye on it the most and guess as quick as you can. So you can get them in free agency if there's one available or whatever the situation. But those three in particular, Denver, I've been completely staying away from the Jets. You know, everybody's on Michael Carter, but I don't know. Devin Coleman, Ty Johnson are there as well. You know, like those those guys aren't I've just going to give up. Well, uh, Tevin Coleman's going to be Tevin Coleman's going to be the 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 number one guy going into yeah. week one. And I've I've been firmly under the camp that he was always going to be the number one guy going into week one. Now injuries helped that along a little bit. But that that was always my anticipation, so I didn't get there like some like some folks did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, Tevin Coleman was going in the last round of the draft, so I was I was good there. I, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. The late flyer like that on somebody that could you know potentially mm-hmm. be a starter for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do have one question. This is the last question that we'll take here at Wind Daily Sports. If you want have more and you want them answered, you can go to winddailysports.com, sign up for a gold membership and you can get into our DFS uh guru chat there in the Discord and you could ask him your questions there as well, answer them like we're doing right now. So, would you rather have the Patriots defense and the Packers? I'm assuming this for season long, but I'm going to take this as a week 1 question because well, you should only be drafting defenses based on week one, two, three matchups, and pretty much that's about it uh, mm-hmm. because it fluctuates way too much depending on who they're playing that week. And honestly, like maybe the Patriots, uh, the Packers, I'm the Packers, maybe. I'm, I'm just worried a, because there's it's, a lot it's of in, it's in it's New Jameis, Orleans, so it's, it's but volatile. It's J- but it's it is Jameis. Jameis, it is Jameis, but it's, it's still a Sean Payton. I guess. 
You know, this is a good case because uh, to me, it's still a Sean Payton offense in New Orleans, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's still a, a tough environment to play. But you're right. I mean, it's the, yes, they may give up yards. Yes, they may give up a few scores, but also they may have four or five picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and look, all it takes is one, and in Jameis's case, two pick sixes to completely change your weekly schedule. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Now, now, like if you're if you're saying, you know, for the entire season, my personal thought is the Packers just because they're divisional matchups. Yeah. I I you're telling me that I can get Detroit twice a year with golf throwing the ball. You're telling me I can get a Matt Nagy run offense twice a year, and then you're gonna tell me I can, you know. The Packers have been pretty good against the Vikings, even though they've yeah. been better the last few seasons. That uh, Kirk Cousins is not anything to to be scared of. So you got six games right there, right off the bat, that are just prime for that secondary. Yep. So yeah, I, I, look, the Packers. To me, I, I hate to say even high risk. But there is some risk. I think the reward, though, as you're kind of pointing out, it kind of it sort of outweighs any risk there. The Patriots' yeah. defense could be solid, but yeah, you know what is the what is the reward like you can have in the Packers against New Orleans? Yeah, and I'm always I'm a I'm largely a streaming guy. I I never I am I never too. I never reach on my defenses. I because, take a look at the first two or three matchups and whatever ones I like the most, I'll take. Yeah, because somebody's somebody's always playing Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, seriously. It's, yeah. It, yeah, and I, somebody's I, going just, to be playing Houston and Tyrod Taylor yeah, every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just target bad teams every week, and and more often than not, especially like in things like home league, unless you're play, playing in the most competitive, you know, upper echelon types of you know buy-in leagues, most people nobody's aren't paying attention. Yeah, nobody yeah. cares. They're they're not worried about defense. They want to draft their favorite team's defense and be done with it, and that's going to be and that's going to be that. Most people aren't thinking. Hey, who's who's the the garbage offenses? And I can go ahead and just pick up some right. middling defense, and then they'll end up getting a handful of sacks, a couple of picks, or potentially you know run a pick six back, and you're golden. Yeah. So that is it for us here, WindailySports.com, and this is going to be the schedule here all week, five five thirty. We're going to be on, and we're going to be talking about. Uh, DFS plays now for the upcoming season. Week one is coming up. Make sure to get all of your DFS content at windailysports.com. Sign up for a gold membership. And again, this is all sponsored right here. These live streams by the Sharp app. Tomorrow, we're going to take a look at some QBs and stacks uh, for tomorrow's live stream. That'll be with Tony Jigsaw Cotilla. But that is it for me at jjansen 34 and Stoby. You can follow at S-T-O-W-E-B-Y. We'll be back tomorrow right here, windailysports.com. <laughs> you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.